USC and UCLA are officially off to the Big Ten Conference in a couple seasons. The world of college sports has now officially lost its mind, but is it possible there's a grander scheme at play here that actually we as Missouri fans might like? Well, perhaps let's explore that possibility and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And I tell you what, in this offseason, it's not very frequently that I do three episodes in a week, but I just had to sneak one more in here on this Independence Day, just before this long Independence Day weekend, I, sh- I should say, because, my goodness, this has got to be the biggest story in college sports in probably a decade, right, since since Missouri and, and Texas A&M moved off to the SEC, since Nebraska went off to the Big Ten. This is, to me, the biggest news Maybe even bigger than that, just because of the geographical considerations here, or maybe lack thereof is maybe a better way to put it. Because, well, speaking of Nebraska, Lincoln is in fact the farthest campus to the west in the Big Ten. They are a 1,500-mile drive from Los Angeles. I just plugged that into Google Maps just before recording, people. That is absolute insanity. What in God's name are we doing here? Well, obviously, the the obvious answer, and lots of people online very helpfully have pointed out that, hey, it's about the money. Gee, no kidding. Thank you very much for that very, very helpful note. But here's my question. Yes, we know it's all about the money, certainly for the short term, but my question would be, what if this is all just some big sugar high that these networks these TV executives, these these SEC commissioners, all the people who are going to wet their beak off of all this supposed big money that's going to start rolling into what sure seems to be like an outcome of two super conferences, the SEC and the Big Ten. Well, great. So for a little while, that's going to be exciting. But what about 10 years from now? What about 15, 20 years from now? Is any of what's happening right now, is that good for the future of the sport? And I will say, speaking of 10 years ago, I said this was the biggest news in probably a decade. Well, I have to hearken back on a few conversations I had with my with my late mother-in-law, actually, about 10 years ago. She was a, a Missouri alum herself, and she was, gosh, about 20 years older than me or so, just off the top of my head, just to give you an idea. And she was very concerned about Missouri moving to the SEC, just abandoning all the decades of history that Missouri had with its old Big 8 rivals. And while I certainly shared her concern in a lot of ways, I think at the time I was very much, number one, I I was realistic in realizing that at the time it sure seemed like Missouri was in jeopardy of sort of losing out the game of musical chairs, if you will, and not ending up in a power conference. Well, Obviously, ultimately, Missouri decided to, for money, if you want to say that, or the, the future of the, the athletic institutions, they joined the Southeastern Conference. And you know what? Like I said, 
There was a sugar high there at the beginning, for sure, especially because Missouri, not only the newness of the Southeastern Conference and all of these obviously glitz and glamour type opponents that come along with it, but especially in football, Missouri was really good initially. Sure, 2012 we took our lumps, but 2013, 2014, back-to-back Big East champs, who saw that coming? Well, it's something that Missouri fans will look back on fondly for a long time. But ever since then, now we're having now we're sort of 10 years deep and we're into the reality of the situation. And I think if most Missouri fans are honest with themselves, they would probably say that, hey, if all things were equal, yeah, it would kind of be nice if we could just go back to the Big 12 or even the old Big 8, if you were. So I just find it fascinating that in a world where Hollywood If you're a South Park fan, you're familiar with the concept of member berries, and maybe even if you're not a a South Park fan, you'll know what I'm talking about here. Basically, the idea is lots of movies that come out in Hollywood these days, whether it's the new Star Wars franchise, the James Bond franchise, and obviously the new Top Gun movie has been very successful on the back of, hey, a lot of it is based on nostalgia or member berries, as South Park called them. Well, guess what? College sports is a lot about member berries, folks. It's a lot about nostalgia and thinking back to the good old days of the 70s when Missouri was great and you were in college. Or maybe if you're my age, hey, remember those those Corby Jones teams that brought Missouri back to prominence or the Brad Smith era and the Chase Daniel eras that took it to another level. But all this stuff, you notice that not only have we gotten away from the nostalgia and just sort of in terms of scheduling, in terms of these conferences, not only with Missouri and the Big 8, but of course with with Syracuse and Miami leaving the Big East and just Nebraska, of course, leaving and a whole bunch of different examples here. Well, it's not just that. If you notice these days we go to these games and suddenly the marching band isn't playing that much anymore either. It's a lot more of just, oh, new pop music and stuff like that to sort of attract new fans maybe at the expense of the fans who have been here for decades. And all I'm saying is, it's all great to, of course you want to constantly attract new fans, of course you want to find new streams of revenue when possible. But at a certain point, there has to be somebody who's looking out for the long-term health and future of these sports. And I just think the more you throw away the nostalgia factor, you're really running a risk of just turning college football into AAA NFL football instead of the thing that made it special in the first place. Now, on the other hand, I do have to imagine in some ways, I do have to stop for a second and say, wait a minute, UCLA and USC, we still have two years here. And at the speed at which all of this is happening, maybe we are just going to end up with one giant super league with 40 teams or something like that. And perhaps somebody with a brain who has the future of this sport in the back of their head might actually say, hey, wait a minute. Why do we have to keep the conferences the same that they are today? Now that we're all in this together, can't we hit the reset button? And what would that reset button look like? Well, I want to talk more about the more about that. But first, I want to tell you about betonline.net. Or guess what? Miles Michaelis and the St. Louis Cardinals. You still got time to bet on them tonight, folks. They're on the road against the Philadelphia Phillies. Minus 138. You know what? 
I'm going to give you a bit of advice. Let, let's stay away tonight. Let's just watch the game and have some fun. Maybe find something else to bet on because I think the Phillies might be a little undervalued right now. The sort of John Q. public is thinking, hey, Bryce Harper's got a broken thumb. Let's bet against the Phillies. Don't join the public. That's my first advice with gambling. But, of course, my second bit of advice is to check out our friends at betonline.net. Whether you're into the MLB, NBA, heck, there's even WWE bets occasionally. You know I love that stuff. But they've got you covered everywhere with everything you're into over at betonline.net, where the game starts. So, again... My mother-in-law, if she were if she were here today, I think I would tell her, you know what, Kathy, you were right. You had a point. And over the long term, I think that SEC sugar high has worn off a little bit for some fans. Now, honestly, for me, not as much because I'm such a diehard. There's almost nothing that's going to dull Missouri fandom for me. And I think that's, an, that's another thing that I probably didn't take into account. But if we're honest with each other, look around, Missouri I don't think they ever got 50,000 people for a game last season. And it's not like Missouri was ridiculously terrible or anything. Uh, you know, it, it shouldn't be that bad. It shouldn't be their worst attendance in 20-plus years, whatever it ended up being last year. That does tell you that there's been a little bit of degradation there over time with maybe some of your, your big-time, old-time fans. I'm just saying that is a possibility. Now, I think the other thing that I underestimated, of course, and, well, I can't predict the future, so give me give me a break here, of course, but I don't think I could have imagined from 2012 until 2022 just how much the media landscape was going to change. I mean, obviously, when Missouri was invited into the SEC, it was all about cable subscribers, and basically, hey, even if... You're not a Missouri fan. Well, guess what? You're subscribing to cable more than likely if you live in the state of Missouri. So it's all about just tying those people in for all intents and purposes to the newly minted SEC network. Well, that's not really the case anymore. So now it's almost like in this new world of streaming, now all of a sudden it's these streaming services want to be able to buy properties that are that attract the most eyeballs as possible, of course, but they can be sort of much more selective in the days of, I don't know, making tons and tons of television shows, some of which pilots never end up making air. Well, how about instead of that, we just all bid for live sports, for instance, or just make cheaper reality shows. Those are sort of the trends that you're seeing and also buying up properties old movies again hey member berries you can always can always stream the old top gun movie from 1985 how about that but of course again that's how college football still has to sell itself but it's also going to sell itself based on hey if you're the sec you want to grab you want to add more value add oklahoma and texas two of the the biggest franchises in college football and the big 10 you're thinking the exact same thing geography and non-revenue sports and their expenses and what's good for the women's softball team, all of that stuff be damned because guess what? We're just trying to market ourselves and make ourselves as, as attractive as we possibly can. Now, here is my Pollyannish view. Maybe at, I'm just, again, I'm praying here, folks. I really wouldn't bet on this happening whatsoever, but maybe, just maybe, 
there's some people out there who have a few brain cells to rub together that realize, hey, wait a second, what are we doing here? If, if the goal is to make this the most attractive product possible, well, what do we have to do? We have to sell, number one, attractive games. And what are the attractive games in college football? Rivalry games. Games that have history. Games like Missouri and Kansas and Missouri and Oklahoma and Missouri and Nebraska. Why can't these teams play again? If we're all part of some big super conference or super division one or whatever it is, well, then by all means, let's go back to 1996 and reform the Big 12. Or even better, heck, let's go back to 1988 and reform the Big 8 and the Southwest Conference and the old Big East and the ACC. Hey, remember when South Carolina and North Carolina were actually in the same conference? Didn't that make a lot of sense? Perhaps we can go back to that point. I don't know. I'm not saying there's the perfect moment in time, but there's got to be something better than having, again, Nebraska being the farthest team west in the Big Ten. Now suddenly, that's the closest place to USC and UCLA. I just got to think at a certain point we're going to bring some sanity back to this sport. But between now and two years from now when these teams are supposedly going to join the conference, and that's about when Oklahoma and Texas are expected to arrive too, I just think, obviously, you're going to see a lot more movement. You're going to be seeing more teams from the Pac-12, the ACC, possibly the Big 12 as well, going to either the Big 10 or the SEC. That that appears to be your two destinations, right? And then, of course, the big fish out there, Notre Dame. Where are they going to end up? I'd put my money on the Big 10 and their coming Super Conference because the ACC, they've had enough chances to join the ACC. I think that ship has sailed. I think Notre Dame's going to the Big 10. That's another one of my takes. And coming up, I know I've spent a ton of time here talking about national news on a Mizzou show, but again, this kind of news, it really felt like that was appropriate. So I, I hope you I hope you agree. But coming up, we are going to talk about Dennis Gates' first high school player that he's added to the Missouri Tigers coming up right after these messages. So like I said, Dennis Gates adding his first high school player and first player for the 2023 class, and it's Anthony Robinson, a point guard from his old stomping grounds, and by he, I mean Dennis Gates' old stomping grounds, This young man is from Florida State University High School. He averaged 15 points, five boards, about four assists per game as he played with former Florida State legend Charlie Ward. Yes, the dual sport player, former Heisman Trophy winner. Actually, that young man's high school basketball coach. So hopefully he learned a thing or two from Charlie, the former New York Nick, among among other places. But I tell you what, one thing, my, my first... Initial response to Anthony Robinson being signed was, wait, who's that? That one kind of came out of nowhere for me, to be perfectly honest. But then you take a little bit deeper of a dive into it, and you go, okay, the kid did have offers from Auburn, Texas Tech, and Florida State. So that's a pretty darn good offer list, number one. But number two, I think at this point, you got to just trust Dennis Gates and his evaluation. Number one, he's the new coach. He sort of is in the honeymoon period. He deserves some benefit of the doubt. But also, I think everyone agrees that 
His evaluation is quite possibly his number one strength as a basketball mind. So if he likes him at this point, if he's willing to extend him and offer this early, take him as uh, this early in the process, I'd say that's a good sign that Anthony Robinson is a keeper for sure. And I know that CY Charlton Young, Mizzou's top assistant, is a big fan as well. So you know what? In Charlton and Dennis, I trust at this point. That's my analysis. What do you need more from me for? I'm, I'm going to trust the experts at this point. And finally, I do just want to emphasize once again that college football and basketball have to ask themselves, whoever's in charge of this sport, whoever cares about the long-term health of either sport, you have to ask yourself, how are we different than the NFL and the NBA. Well, in the past, one reason these sports were very much different is that it was incredibly rare for a team's best player to simply up and leave for another squad. Now, sure, transfers occasionally happened, but generally those are guys transferring up a level and, and role players, guys who've had feuds with a coach occasionally. But let's face it, Michael Jordan was once a Tar Heel and always a Tar Heel. And, and same with a bajillion other examples like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and Tyler Hansbro and and you know, a million different guys, even guys like Kevin Durant and Carmelo Anthony. Once you hit the one and done era of college basketball, well, those guys are still very much thought of as Longhorns and, and Orangemen, respectively. They're very much connected to their their alma maters, and both guys have pumped a lot of money into those respective programs. I mean, really, try to think of a guy in college football or college basketball who is a big-time mainstay that transferred to another school. It just doesn't really happen. It just doesn't. Yes, you'll say, oh, well, Randy Moss transferred. Yeah, because he got in trouble. And Brett Favre, you know, he had extenuating circumstances. He was at Southern Miss, right? Didn't he transfer from a community college? Again, that's up a level. I'm not talking about that. Troy Aikman may be the only one I can even think of. But that was because Oklahoma thought that Troy Aikman could run the wishbone. Hmm. Well, okay, again, if that's your one example, I'm not very impressed. My point is, no matter what happens with these guys back in the day, for better or worse, Brad Smith was always a tiger. Chase Daniel, always a tiger. Sean Weatherspoon. Whoever you, th whoever you think about it, and these days, I don't know, man. Now there's just more, a lot more Trevin Brazils than there used to be, and that just doesn't sit great. So... And plus, now you've got name, image, and likeness, something that doesn't bother me all that much, but I have to admit, it does bother a non-zero portion of the fan base. Now, how many people that actually are truly turned off by it to the point that they're checking out of the sport, I'm not totally sure, but listen, I'm always going to go to Mizzou games, and I'm always going to be a Missouri fan, but to be perfectly honest, the rest of this sport, the last few years, is getting harder and harder to care about. And this UCLA and USC news, unless there's some major positive, some Pollyannish view that I sort of laid out in the second segment of this show, I just can't see how any of this is good for those of us who are fans of college football. If it's great for the if it's good for the players, great. That's wonderful. And I'm sure this will be good for the television executives and the administrators of these colleges and athletic pro pro programs at least for a while, right? Until that sugar high wears off, because 
I do really worry about the long-term health of these two great sports. But you know what? Hey, thanks for indulging my sort of epic rant here today, I would say, for a lack of a better term here. I definitely went off, went a bit off topic today, that's for sure. Not a huge, directly Mizzou-related show, but you know what? Again, such a huge topic, I just wanted to weigh in. So you know what? I've talked enough. Enjoy your Independence Day weekend. I'm John Miller, and thank you so much for listening to Locked on Mizzou. Thank you.